Are you ready to eliminate your credit card processing fees? Visit www.pairpayments.com and use code Jake for $250 Visa gift card when you join today. Hey, welcome to the Under Pressure Podcast, where we are discussing business and all things under pressure. I'm John, your host. Uh, Today we have a returning guest uh, and a friend of mine recently, and at least I I consider you a friend, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Peters. Um, Jonathan is the owner and CEO of TKIM Industrial Services. Jonathan, welcome to the show. John, it's good to see you, man. It's good to be back on uh, the Under Pressure podcast. Uh, enjoyed it uh, the last time with Jake, but uh, super pumped to be talking with you today, man. Thanks. Thanks. This is this is going to be fun. Uh, for those that you guys are going to see the intro where Jake kind of brings me on and uh, reveals, if, if you don't get to that, you need to go back and watch it. You'll learn a little bit about me. Um we're not going to talk about me today. We're talking about Jonathan and we're talking about TKM and he's got some great stuff uh, for you guys. But uh, for those that haven't seen that, uh, go back and watch it. And yeah, we're excited to get into to talking to Jonathan today. So Jonathan and I met uh, in Florida. What was that about a year ago? Yeah, it's a year next month, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up quick. Um, we were at the IWCA convention and... We met there, got to break some bread over some pizza and and hang out and just got to know Jonathan. And then uh, was it two, two or three months ago? We yes. went. Yeah. We did a little camping excursion out at Maris Adventure Park. Uh, you guys need to look that place up. But we had a great time then. And Jonathan, thankfully, decided, hey, he'd uh, come on and, and let me interview him today. And we're going to talk about some awesome stuff. So Jonathan, tell me, uh, for those that haven't seen, uh, your past and previous interviews, uh, tell me about TKIM. Tell me your story. First, uh, plug for Maris. It's epic. You know, you got, you got to go check out Maris Adventure Park, man. It's, it's epic. I truly enjoyed it. So, um, so what we do, so TKIM Industrial Services, we, um, for this, for this space, we, um, uh, we have a pressure washing supply store. So we're located in Kernersville, North Carolina, um, right between Greensboro, Winston-Salem, kind of in the triad. Um, so we've got a physical brick and mortar retail space. Um, attached with that, though, we manufacture chemicals, um, fleet wash chemicals, restoration chemicals. Um, we, have, we have some other lines um, that we do as well. And then in association with those different lines, we have um, in the field technicians, we do repairs on pressure washers, but also some heavy industrial things, um, steam boilers, um, some production-based equipment, um, you know, just, just kind of a whole gamut of things that we try to stay um, active in. Um, different seasons, um, some heating-based equipment, waste oil heaters. We sell, we service, um, you know, we sell parts. We rep, we rep a, a company called Clean Energy out of Pennsylvania. So they're, they're, a, they're a good company too. So yeah, we just, I mean, we just try to stay diversified throughout the seasons. So that way there's no lull. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I didn't even know, I knew you guys did some stuff with boilers and I didn't realize y'all like kind of service some of those other pressure washers and things like that. Now, what about, um, uh, where do y'all ship these chemicals to? How, how many, how many provide, I mean, are you guys just kind of all over the place? You got people all over the United States that you're shipping that to? 
Man, you know what? Actually, I didn't even mention it. We've got a we've got a new line that we just kind of came out with. It's fragrance based, so it's they're bleach stable fragrances. So you know, guys that are pressure washing for a living, probably you know a lot of the guys on on in our audience here, um, you know, we're making they're they're stable. So they're they're blended with a surfactant, which makes it stable, which masks the smell. Um, a company that we partnered with throughout that Horizon Aromatics, we've taken over all their blending. They're a phenomenal company. Um, so we've just kind of added that line in the mix, man. And so, yeah, that has actually turned into something we're shipping across the country. Um, over the last month and a half, it's just kind of, it's just kind of, we're in the trial figuring out stage of what that looks like from a, a freighting, but it, they're small packages. So, but as far as our large chemicals are concerned, we're localized for the most part, um, but we have options to ship. We just haven't, um, you know, extended out that far yet. Um, we're looking to expand our footprint and just kind of dabble into those different markets. I mean, the whole Southeastern corridor, even in, even into Texas where you guys are at, man, there's, there's so much opportunity. Yeah. And, and I know some guys down here would love you guys to move in this area. I have no doubt. Um, so tell me what, what inspired you to, to start this business and get into the business? Dude, it is like, it's funny. I know everybody's got their, their inspirational story, right? Well, I was, I was running um, long-term healthcare facilities. So I was a nursing home administrator, had been doing that for about six years. And my father had been running TKIM on his own. He was just by himself. Um, it was just kind of a means to an end for him. Um, and I just, we had, ever since I went to college, we'd kind of had some back and forth conversations about what that would look like with the two of us. And just never, you know, it just never materialized. So I remember I, I sat up one morning in bed and I'm like, all right, I've got to have a conversation with my dad. And so I did, and I wanted it to be a very business-based conversation. So I left my wife and kids. We were living in Asheville, North Carolina at the point. I told them they had to stay there. And I came down here to Kernersville and had a conversation with my mom and dad, because I knew if I brought the grandkids, we wouldn't get any business to accomplish. So right. You know, we sat down and we had this conversation and I wanted to, I wanted them to be excited about a business venture, not excited about their son wanting to be involved with them. It, you know, it didn't feel right um, because they were more excited that I was excited. And it's like, well, I don't really want that because this is about their retirement, too. Um, so we kind of paused that. Right. So I go back, reinvest myself into the long term healthcare. Like, all right, I'm going to progress my career. I'm going to start climbing the corporate ladder. Um, went about a year and, um, my daughter was about three years old and she gets up early still to this day. Um, she gets up, she comes in the room. It was like five 30 in the morning. She wakes me up. We had our Samuel, our son was a, a newborn. So I grab Abigail, we go downstairs and we're just sitting there and it was mother's day. And she's like, I want to call grandma right now. So I'm like, well, okay, they're probably up. So we call grandma and dude, it hit me right then. I was like, we're having this conversation with my mom, you know, Abigail's talking to grandma. And I said, dad, you saw anything more about us partnering. Right. And he's like, you know, it's funny. He's like, I got a call a couple days ago for someone that wants to possibly buy the book of business. And he's like, it just didn't feel right. I haven't called him back. And I called him. And so by the end of the conversation, dude, we were ready to roll. That next day was Monday. I turned my notice in, you know, and then July, 2014, we, we partnered, we've been moving forward. So my entrepreneur story wasn't like a man, I, I'm landlocked. I need to be this entrepreneur to gain freedom and all that. It was more like, you know what? I, I really want to work with my father. 
I really want to see if that works. He's worked so hard. He doesn't have a lot to show for it. So really want to invest in that. Um, and I, I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I didn't know a lot. Right. I knew a little bit. I knew about the business, knew it could handle what the two of us. And I knew how we would potentially like to grow that. But then I got down here and I started looking around and realizing from a chemical standpoint, from just all these opportunities that he had worked in. But dad likes, he always likes to say he's like a chameleon, right? He likes to go in, work in one thing, figure out that he's done it, and then just kind of move on to the next thing and the next thing. So, okay. it's like, dude, that's awesome. So what we did is we just started taking one thing at a time and just making it a vertical. And, um, and it's been fun to see the progression, right? So, you know, 2014, it was dad and I, and then, you know, as of right now, we're sitting um, with 14 team members, you know, we just hired a couple more and we're expanding. Well, I know we'll get into that shortly. We're expanding into a new market here coming the next, you know, in March. Um, it is, but it has been, I think my entrepreneurial journey has been so fun to see what my father worked so hard for to take those ideas and then to grow them. And, and then also, you know, it worked for the two of us because I was successful in my own life, um, you know, in my own business ventures and he was successful. And then we got to come together and there was no wrestle for power or control or any ulterior motive. It was just a matter of how do we make what's best for our family? And now we've seen this, this our company grow. And now it's like, okay, now we want to put our footprint bigger within the community um, you know, affecting the community, but also the guys that the team that we have working for us, man, it just, I learned so much on a day-to-day -day basis from those guys. It's worth that right there in itself is worth the jump in of being a business owner. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a great story. <clears throat> and, you know, I hear, I've, I've been hearing, I'm fairly new to all of this industry and uh, power washing, window washing, all these things that, you know, businesses dealing with chemicals and everything. So, but it, you know, ultimately it seems like so many people, when you get to the core of why, why am I starting the business? Why am I, why am I going to get into this entrepreneur? Yeah. People talk about money and there's some of that to it. Obviously we're all trying to make money to build right. something, to leave a little bit of a legacy uh, for children and, and uh, family. But it also seems like I'm hearing a lot about like it's families really like important. And yeah. I, I think that's awesome. Family and then, and, and extended family, which is employees. And, yeah, exactly. you know, people really are wanting their, the best for their employees and the best yeah. uh, uh, for them and, and ways that they can kind of move them forward as well. And, that, and I think that's exciting. That's awesome. You know, and, until I got, um, you know, acquainted with Birdflow and, and, and now been, you know, with you guys almost a year. Um, and hearing, you know, Wesley and Dirk talk about what time freedom meant and what that truly, I didn't understand what that meant. You know, I had no basis. My time freedom was, is man, I'm just going to work hard and gain what I can. But now that I truly understand what those, um, you know, what those metrics mean and how we gain time freedom, it, it really ties into the way you run your business, right? And you start looking at your team differently because the ultimate goal is to create time freedom. I think Dirk said it a couple PRTs ago on one of the weekly calls about, you know, him wanting to get his team members to a certain level, right. And, and creating millionaires within his own team. It's like, that's the goal, right? That, that's what we want to succeed. It's like your own self means nothing, right. You know, I mean, 
the Bible talks extensively about giving and offerings and tithing and all that and why that's there. It's not for yourself, man. It's for others, right? And then the yeah. joy of giving, it's it's same in business, man. It, it, it correlates right into that. And it, it is, you guys, Berkflow has like helped put words to those thought processes, right? And within a business setting. And it is, it is kind of like that light bulb moment, like, oh, now I get why I do what I do. So yeah, it's fantastic. It's awesome. Yeah, well, it's awesome to watch. And for us, uh, for me, I'll say it's awesome to be a part of and to see um, you and so many of these other businesses that we get to watch and, and be a part of, watch them grow and get excited. And then even the employees that you guys are bringing on and, and already have. Um, yeah, and Bergflow is new to me, um, but I'm, you know, obviously I'm loving it already. And uh, for me, I like to talk to people and I love relationships with people. And this gives me the opportunity to do that all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> talking to people and, and really digging in. And, you know, some people don't want to talk to me, uh, but that's okay. Uh, I'm still going to try to talk to them and, and I love it regardless. So it's, it's amazing. Um, so when you began your business, uh, so we'll switch and kind of talk about like systems and structure. I know like you, you mentioned like your father kind of already had this going, obviously you're mm -hmm. coming in and now you've got to take a look at like, where are we at? Um, what, what did you, what did that look like? What, when you came in and you're, you're like, okay, what are we going to do here? How are we going to do this? What, what structures did y'all have in place Yeah, as uh, compared to now? So, I mean, so there were, there were structure, but there was no structure, right? If that makes any sense. And I'm sure any entrepreneur that is can understand what that means. So I came from a very structured environment in healthcare, you know, everything is documented. Everything is scrutinized. There's a policy and a procedure for everything. So I almost had that, you know, PTSD centered around what that was. So like I come into here and I am, so I start like kind of checking those boxes, right? All right. We need to put a system here and we need to do this. But then it just started like, then I kind of became the true entrepreneur and started working and realized that the office work was the last part of what I had time to do because the growth needed to happen within the field. Um, so what I was doing is instead of putting those things on paper, they started becoming mental things, right? So I do, you know, like when we manufacture, you know, all right, I know how to do this. Here's, here's the blend sheet, but the blend sheet's in my head. It's not on a piece of paper. It's this. So I, I wasn't looking at scalability. I had that, I had that in my mind, right? Like, well, I want to grow this business. Eventually one day we want to have something um, that it reaches a point where either a, you grow it more or you sell it or whatever. Right. But so I had that thought and my dad and I had that conversation, but we weren't actively putting on paper. So that way it was there. Um, so, but now like, as we're taking this next step, especially with a, with a new store plant, um, I'm realizing even more so. And after a year of, um, you know, work with Wesley is, is my coach too, understanding the idea of, how important the systems and processes were. And, you know, I kind of almost, you know, on purpose blocked all that from my, my memory from being in healthcare, because it was just, that's all we did all day long. Um, but I understand it, man. I mean, you know, we manufacture chemicals. So I mean, we, we, we work in a dangerous environment and, and that's necessary. Um, especially when you start adding good team members on, um, you know, their safety, their well being, and, and a pleasant work environment for them. Um, so, so yeah, 
so where where we started with systems, they were in my head, right? They were in my my father and I's heads. Now we're actually getting them on paper. We've got good team members in place that are kind of taking those things over, um, which is a hard thing to do, right? Anybody that's going through that understands what I'm saying about giving up some of that. It, it's it's a tough thing, um, but it's a good positive thing, and it's helped me grow. Um, understanding what that means, right? And understanding that how important it is to put a process down on paper. So that way there's explanation, there's understanding. And at the end of the day, you see the result leave and you understand what goes into all of that. It helps kind of keep those things grounded for me. Um, Maintains humility. You don't get so big and there's not just a bunch of hypothetical talk about these things. And it keeps you grounded in the root without actually having to do all the work. Right. So I think, I think that's been a good thing for me is to kind of come to that understanding. Nice. And you mentioned like, it's kind of scary to pass some of that off, you know, like give up that responsibility that you've kind of probably had held on to. Uh, and now you've got to, you know, let that, let that mm-hmm. baby go a little, a little bit and trust yeah. in these people that you're bringing in. So talk, talk a little bit about that. What, what is that like to, cause I know there's, there's probably a lot of guys who are in this spot where they're like, I know I've got to get some people in here. Yeah. Um, and I know I've got to let some of this go, even though I'm holding on to it tightly. Um, what, what, what helped you do that? How did, how did that process go? I tell you, it was interesting. I was just, I had this conversation with one of our customers the other day and he's at that point where he's got a couple trucks and he's still on one of them and he's wanting to kind of get out so he can expand his business. And he's like, I'm having to go back in and make sure all our PPE requirements are there. Cause he's like, when I was there, man, I just, I just got out, started spraying. It didn't matter. But he's like, now it's not me. And I got guys out there. They need to have face shields on and this and that. And and I was like, you know, it's the similar principle with us is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, my father and I were the ones out there blending. So if we got hurt, yeah, there was going to be ramifications, but whether we had, you know, whether we were under workers comp or not, it's all the same, right? The money's exchanging hands the same way. Um, But when you, when you sit down and you look at your team and you start looking at what you're doing, what I've noticed is, is what's helped me get through being hard is it's put a microscope on what we were doing and it automatically makes me think about more efficiency because the way I do things is efficient based on the model and what the other hats that I'm wearing, right? So whether or not I have to come in here and do some invoicing or answer the phone while I'm in the process of blending, well, that's not transferable to someone else whose sole purpose is to manufacture and deliver. So what it's made me do is, is really focus in on, okay, I'm going to lay this out on paper. I'm going to look at what those responsibilities are. And then I'm going to start working through the process of blending this one product, right? And it's like, okay, well, there's going to be some downtime and some dead time in between like filling a tank with water or adding it on the back end, there's going to be some downtime. So what can they be doing? What do they do? What do they look like? And just that process alone, John has helped me be like, it's okay. Right. Because there's trust within what we're putting to paper now and through, and through the hiring process, you know, you get to know these guys and you truly understand who they are and you've already built this trust and rapport with them. You know, I mean, going through a five interview process with people, it kind of weeds them out, man. You know, it, it is yeah. good. It is. It's fantastic. It kind of all those stones have been overturned and you've kind of poked and prodded. You feel like you kind of have an understanding of who they are um, and you kind of get to fit that into what the role is. Now you get to take some of that personality 
and really kind of make it their own, which has been fun. So, but I think without assist, without going through that and thinking that way, it'd be very hard for me to let go still. Cause there's just that level of, well, I know I'm going to do it the best way. It's like, yeah. no, that's just a process. Right. So anyway. Yeah. And I've, I've talked to a lot of guys and they're in that spot and they're just like, man, I can't, I can't let this go. You know, I just, I got to <laughs> hang on. I've still got to be involved. And I'm like, but I mean, I get it. I mean, I can understand, I can empathize with them and, and, Although I, I mean, I don't own a business, but yeah. I can empathize with the simple fact that there are things and I've had responsibilities in my life and, and in leadership. And I'm like, I really don't want to give this up yeah, because, oh, what are they going to do with it? And yeah, that's right. Am I going to have to go back and fix all these problems? And, right. you know, and especially when it's your baby, it's your business, it's, it's, it's your investment. Uh, and, and, you know, we always say, and you've heard us say at Bergflow, uh, you know, people always say business isn't personal. Well, you go ask a business owner if business isn't personal. I can promise you they're going to tell you business is very personal. That's right. Um, that is so true. <laughs> uh, that is funny. Well, it um, it out pretty good on the front end is like when, when you say that, because it is, you know, it's your baby. But, you know, that's also the bottleneck, too. When you're looking at it like that, you know, and, and it's funny. So, you know, through the process of, really looking at what my business is and how it's structured. Um, what I've noticed is, is, you know, playing separate roles in those different roles, being very specific about what you're doing when you're doing it has really helped move the needle. Right. And now, I mean, we're still just kind of, I mean, we're still making a hot mess of everything, right. Just because we're trying to figure our way as we grow and changing and adjusting. But I think that's positive because there's, you know, there's show of growth, and there's, there's a want to know and learn, which is where we're at. And the team that we have around us is, is really invested in that. But what I've noticed is, is, man, it's like once you feel like you've arrived, right? We always just say this in nursing homes. The moment you're like, man, our building is full. We've got X amount of Medicare patients with a high payer. And we've got X amount of this. It's like, yeah, let's have a party. You're done, right? Because the guy down the road who's got 15 empty beds, he just went to the, the hospital and talked to every one of those discharge planners that now you're throwing a party for, and now he's got all those beds. Right. So it's like, you yeah. can't ever think that way, man. You can't ever think like, Oh man, we've arrived. We finally reached that pinnacle. Absolutely not. So we just have to constantly want to learn more. And I, I think that's the beauty about systems is they help you learn continuously and they keep you checked. Um, so that way you're always reinvesting into that process to do it better. And do it better and better. And I, and I know like, you know, the Fortune 500 companies, they a lot of them do that very well. That's why they continue to, you know, to reinvest in that thought process because it keeps it fresh. Yeah. And, you know, the, anyone that really takes a look at the really successful companies and, and you when they look at that growth point where they really start to project because slow growth can happen. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, but once you really hit that point where you're starting to get those, the, those systems and processes that work correct for you and your company and your employees and, and you, under, and everyone understands that and they kind of buy in on that. Yeah. Um, generally that's where you're going to see the companies propel and the more focus they have on a lot of that, the more, uh, they can continue to push forward and grow and hit and push beyond those ceilings because they have methods to do it and systems to do it. Um, and they're, you know, they're looking out ahead and they're projecting that sustainability and how, how can we continue to grow and, and, um, 
focus in that area with the systems we have and do we need to make any changes in there yeah. because it's all there, you know, and it's like they say, numbers don't lie. Um, you know, they're yeah. going to tell you the truth. And if you have the correct goals and you have the right mindset, the right systems and processes, you know, uh, and you're seeing that now, which we're about to get into um, where you can really start projecting out further and expanding. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I uh, will get into the avoid. All right. So, uh, what should, uh, early on or as soon as possible or whatever that looks like, what is something they should really just, just avoid, uh, if they're going to. So it'll, it'll level, you know, so it'll level with the entrepreneur, right? You have to avoid, you can't second, don't second guess yourself. Right. So what I, what I had to do is, is I almost had to, okay. When I was running nursing homes, it wasn't my business. I was working for someone. And they used to tell me, um, you know, they were great guys. You know, there were the, the three guys that I worked directly for was the two owners and then my direct supervisor. They used to tell me like, okay, Jonathan, this is your building. You're the entrepreneur within this building, right? So they invested in me on that front end to be like, okay, we're going to empower you to let you go. Now, you know, when it got down to the P&L reviews and you're, you know, over $100 to $500 in variance, well, that 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 story was a little different. You got beat up a little <laughs> bit more, but you know, it was all for the benefit of your, your growth, right? Yeah. So what you need to avoid is, is looking at it like, A, it's your baby. Looking at it like you're the only one running this. And it goes back to the do. Invest in someone or some, you know, part of your team and empower them to do it because then they take ownership of that man. They're going to take it further than you can because you know, you're being tugged in two different ways. Um, so at least this way, you know, you've got someone else kind of running that race with you. That's able to, to give more horsepower than you just kind of trying to do it yourself. So avoid doing it on your own um, and, and avoid, you know, looking at it, like I said, looking at it, like I'm the only one that can make this happen, man. There are, you know, millions of us out here, entrepreneurs that are making stuff happen on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, the success stories are awesome to read about how people do great things in business, right? Yes. Um, so just avoid that thought process. Get out of that mental block and don't limit yourself and then just go do it, right? Um, identify the right person, whether it's locally there. Like for us in Wilmington, it's identifying people there local that understand the culture. Um, and what I've found too is, even if it's not someone that's joining our team directly, um, it's, you know, I, I've met with a couple of people down there from the Chamber of Commerce that are just phenomenal. And they've helped, you know, show us the culture there, you know, and, and how we get involved there. And then um, another lady that I'm speaking with, it's just it's those things right there that help push you further along that you will never get there on your own. Um, so don't don't be so prideful that you think you're the only person that can make that happen. Nice. So diving in, make the decision, get it done, yeah. and don't try to do it on your own. No, I mean it's pretty basic, right? It's simple. Yeah, but th but that's it's simple. And what what is the phrase? Um, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. And the, and that's that's business. Like if you really and and the one I know at Birdflow we talk about that. Like also is things are, things can be very simple. The process and all these mm -hmm. things can be very simple. But it doesn't make them easy. No, that's but right. You've got to do the hard things because nothing worth it is easy, right? That's like right. it's not easy to operate a business. Otherwise, everyone out there would be doing it. So, um, you know, you, 
Yeah. But you guys are, are walking through it and bird flow. We're excited to be a part of it. Uh, we're glad that you have entrusted us a little bit to come uh, alongside you and help you with that process of, of growing your business. And uh, it's so exciting to see that. I was just at the IWCA uh, convention this last week in Vegas and had a speaking there. And so did Dirk. Nice. Um, and it, it was great. Uh, the energy that these guys had and so many new uh, guys that are starting out. Some of them are in your position where they were trying to branch out into local communities yeah. and towns. Um, they're just so hungry for knowledge and they want to know and they, they want to grow and they want to do all this stuff. It's all very exciting. So um, yeah, that's good. Any yeah. final words? No, I mean, you know, it's, I've, I've said it a bunch, you know, from you guys, you know, from Wesley and Dirk and stuff. It's, I always have this mental picture when I, when I came to um, pivot point last year in, in Dallas, Dirk talked about being the middle monkey and reaching up towards one that's above him and reaching down below with someone that he's pulling. And he's, he's looking above to someone that he wants to idolize, right. Or he wants to um, see as a mentor, but then he is bringing someone with him. And it's like, once you get in that mindset, then expansion is nothing, right? Because I talk to our guys, our customers all the time. And what I hear all the time is, is, and it's, it's the entrepreneur, right? It's the, it's the one guy he's, he's, he's been in a truck and now he's got a helper and he may have another truck, another team, but there's some flux there. Um, and you always just hear, well, I don't have that guy I can trust. Well, are you investing in that guy that you have on your team? And it's not always about pay, right? Pay, everybody always assumes, well, I can't afford them. Well, are you investing in them that takes pay and doesn't make it the first thing, right? It doesn't make it the only thing they're looking at. And when Dirk said that, man, it just kind of stuck in my head. It was like, dude, that is, that is, that's the ticket, right? I need to be looking upward where I want to go to those guys that, how do I get there? What have they done to be successful? But then I need to be looking elsewhere, whether it's within your team or outside. It's like, all right, how am I going to invest in someone else? because that's going to make me better. Right. I'm going to have to be on point. Um, we, we do this in Bible study when we, when we, when we meet with people that don't have any Bible knowledge, it's like, well, I take things for granted, but when I'm studying it with someone that doesn't have any of that knowledge, uh Oh, I got to know this even more. Right. I need to be there. So that's helped me be better in that as well. And business, business is the same way with that. So you know, I mean, I'll plug you guys, man. If, if you're not with Bergflow, get get on board, man, because the, the power of knowledge that these guys bring is just tremendous. Um, and it's helped open my vision. It's given me clarity um, around a lot of things. Now, you still got to do the work. There's no silver bullet. They're not going to come yeah. do it on for you. You got to do it. But it just it helps surround you with people that are invested in your future and want the best for you. So that's, yeah, that's what I got, man. Awesome. Jonathan, it has been a pleasure. Uh, and we will do this again in the future because we're going to want to hear uh, several months down the road and a year down the road, how that store is blooming. And then also uh, where you're looking at going uh, with TCAM elsewhere. Once, uh, once that starts taking off. Um, nice. Man. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jonathan Peters with T Kim. Thank you so much. And under pressure guys out there. Thank you all for being here. If you have any questions, please uh, send them in the comments uh, on all of our links 
and uh, we'll try to get those answers. If you need, you want something specific on the show, let us know. Uh, once again, uh, we're going to talk about all things under pressure. Have a great day.